Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. Broadcasting live on the High Velocity Radio Show and on the Business Radio X network. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program. To lock down your market and own your backyard, go to mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is going to be a lot of fun. You know, this whole Coach the Coach series has been so much fun for me. I've learned a lot as I continue to try to coach our clients and our studio partners across the country. But we're getting feedback from our, from our listeners that they are thoroughly enjoying the content. This is going to be no exception. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, owner and founder with Solopreneur Solutions and inspired press publisher, Miss Donna Amos. How are you, Donna I am well. How about yourself? Great. Thank you. Well, Donna, before we get too far into things, can you talk about Solopreneur Solutions? How are you serving folks? Yeah, so we, I started as a full-time coach. I'm coaching around sales and marketing, but it evolved into um, a full-time digital marketing agency. So not only do we provide the coaching, but we help clients stay consistent with their marketing efforts, which is what I kept finding as I was coaching is they weren't consistent. They weren't consistent with their marketing efforts and that was kind of hurting them in growing their coaching practice. Yeah. So, you know, they would, they would market themselves, get business. And while they were working with that business, they would stop marketing. (laughs) So they would eventually be out of business again. And having to start all over. So I started saying, why don't you let me do that for you? Now, how did you get into the coaching part of this? What drew you to that uh, field? Uh, Well, that is um, in 2002, I was managing a real estate office of about 35 real estate agents. And I was looking for a solution to help them, you know, again, be more consistent and um, stay motivated and that kind of thing. And I run into Thomas Leonard and started learning from him. And then I went on to get my coaching certification um, and coached for several years with that real estate company. And then, so you were doing coaching specifically towards real estate professionals? Yes, to the agents and um, and also the top managers in the company. So you, it seems like early on you've kind of found that niches bring riches, right? They focus on one type <laughs> of uh, customer and then just yep, learn everything so about true. them and then serve them extremely well. Exactly. And that's hard for some people to... Um, to get it, you know, especially when they're just getting started, they're so worried that they'll leave business on the table that they won't, they don't want to niche down, but that is the most effective way to, to really um, bring in the business. Right. Which I guess they think it's counterintuitive, right? Like you said, they're leaving money on the table, but they can help everybody. But then they realize, and I'm sure you've realized this as well, 
the the kind of tighter the niche is, you become kind of the go-to person. You know everything about that, and then you can really serve the heck out of that group. And there's and then that'll bring other business too. It's it's not like I'm sure all your business is that, but you just get good at that group. Exactly, and th- then you know you get the referrals. So I always um, had explained to clients that you can be a little fish in the ocean. So you're hollering your message out there, but nobody can hear you. Or you can be the big fish in a pond where everybody can hear your message and you're just more effective because of that. Right. You become the go-to resource in that market, right? Right. Now, uh, that's an important component of um, kind of your philosophy and how you go about doing business, right? To help your person, your client become that go-to resource or the influencer in the niche. That's exactly, that's exactly correct. So now what, do you have some suggestions on kind of methods to do that and uh, efficiently and effectively? Well, the first thing that we, that I encourage clients to do is to write a book, uh, you know, around their area of expertise. And then we get that book published and then the book becomes the marketing tool. It opens doors for clients. People immediately see you as an expert if you're an author. And so it opens doors for clients. It opens opportunities for speaking, for being interviewed on radio and podcasts. Um, It really can um, quickly expand your reach. Now, do do, um, people think like... uh... That's too hard. to. I don't know the first thing about writing a book. And, you know, it takes me an hour to write an email. How am I going to write a book? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It it does. It's it's a scary process for a lot of people. Like they don't think that they can do it. But we help to help you to determine your topic and then your chapters and then all the content that's under the chapters. So if you follow our process, it makes it much easier to write. Um, or you can, you know, it can be ghostwritten for you. So there are plenty of ways to get that book, you know, your knowledge on paper. On some clients, we interview them and then we take that content then and do the writing from it. Now, do they, um, how do you help the person that says, I don't know what to write about? Like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, how do you kind of find that? nugget or that hook and uh, to help the person create that book that is kind yeah. of authentically them and, ex- and with knowledge that they kind of exclusively have. Yeah. So um, again, it starts with getting them to think about um, what are their areas of expertise and everybody has an area that they you know, that they do know their stuff. Um, so we help them to figure out, what that area is. And then we look at, you know, Amazon is your best friend as far as research. So we can look on Amazon to see what, what's being written around that topic. Um, look at the, um, the reviews, specifically the three and below reviews around those, the books that are being written, because that shows you the holes, you know, that's not being filled for the, for that area. And then, um, and then help to drill down. So, you know, here's your topic. What's the message you want to deliver? All right. And how many chapters are we going to need, you know, subject matter to actually get it there? 
So we help step-by-step help you to really define everything. um, And then the writing then becomes easy because every chapter is pretty much outlined and you're just filling in the blanks at that point. Now, is a book length in the eye of the beholder? Can a book be... uh a hundred pages can be, does it have to be 500 pages? Like what is the size of a typical book nowadays? Yeah. So for a business book, for what we're, you know, looking at a nonfiction book that is really your, you know, calling card, um, typically 120 pages. So it's not, you know, huge. Um, that's about, you know, 25 to 30,000 words. Um, so 10 chapters, 2,500 words, and you're, you've got your book done. So that's where you help them kind of put it in bite-sized chunks so that it doesn't seem so scary? Exactly. And it depends on how fast the individual you know, wants to get it out there. So we help them break it down into, okay, this is, this is what you're going to do each week or each month or you know, whatever their time allotment is. Uh, and then and then help to hold them accountable to it. Now, if you tell me you're going to write me 500 words a week, you have to prove it to me. Give me 500 words yeah, a week. Just send or let me see that Google Doc that we're all sharing, so I can count the words. It's exactly. not that it's not that hard. <laughs> now, um, when you're working with the client and they're doing this, um, and you're holding them accountable, how long does it typically take? So, is that a, a 500 a week? Is that a good goal? So then, how? What let's see, you're you're at twenty five thousand words. I don't know. You're the math person. Is that a year? How long does it take to write a book? Yeah. So if you have the time, five hundred words a day would be better Uh because it'll help you to stay motivated and to keep moving. Um, If you give yourself too much time, what we've discovered is you lose your momentum and you stop. Right. Because only about 3% of the people that ever start writing a book actually complete it. Wow. So we try to keep them moving faster rather than, you know, slower. So if they can do 500 words a day, five days a week, they'll be in great shape. And then do they do they, do they edit it or they're just giving you kind of the first draft and then your people kind of clean it up to make them sound smart? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we do the editing and then um, and then, of course, get it back to them for approval. And then we do um, the formatting for print and uh, digital, um, do their book design, um, get their ISBN number, their Library of Congress number. You know, we take it from there and finish out the process so that they have a um, completed manuscript or completed book in a you know, matter of really a few months. And then is that book an ebook or is it an actual book book, like a paperback or hardcover? Yeah, it's a paperback and a ebook. So, you know, it's, it's available on Kindle. It's available um, for print on Amazon. Now, in the, as part of a marketing strategy, is this now another revenue stream for them or should they be looking at this more as a calling card or a door opener and a, or a way to begin a conversation? Or is this something that they're they can count on of, Oh, every month now I'm going to make X number of dollars because I have a book. Yeah. So no, 
we don't, you know, you're not going to become a best-selling author and sell, you know, hundreds of thousands of books and make a living on it. That's not the intent. The intent is to use that book to open doors for yourself so that it is um, actually the marketing tool that you use to, you know, to get in the door. Now, how do they use the book as that marketing tool? Like, how do people even know it exists? Well, so what we encourage them to do is identify a list of potential speaking opportunities, um, including podcasts and radio, send a copy of the book, usually a digital copy, um, along with a speaker sheet, and ask for the interview or for the speaking gig. And then, of course, they can offer the book then, you know, in the back of the room or at the end of the um, the interview process, but um, they're more likely to get the interview because they're recognized as an authority. Now, did you do this? Do you have a book? I do. I have a couple, but but I do have one, the best damn marketing tool ever. There you go. Which which walks them through how to write their book and get it published. So you practice what you preach. Well, it's not. Yes. <laughs> People expect that. Now, why do you think that some coaches struggle with this? Like they get into that, like you said, that cycle of get a client, serve the client, you know, lose the client, get a new client rather than just kind of have this ongoing, um, reliable, consistent marketing effort that just keeps their pipeline full? Yeah, there's a couple things. Um, first of all, most coaches don't want to be seen as a salesperson. The, the sales piece actually, you know, makes them nauseated. They, they don't want to sell. But if they had, a, if they did their marketing consistently, they don't have to sell. They just have to be able to share how they can, you know, help their clients to be more successful. Um, but because they don't put the systems in place that makes it um, easy to manage even while they're busy is why they have that ebb and flow in their income. And that's where you guys come in, right? Exactly. Yep. And if not us, you know, hiring a VA, doing something that helps you to, and that's the other thing they're, you know, they're worried about um, committing to spend the money for the marketing. But if they don't, they're going to have that, they're going to consistently struggle with that ups and downs in their income. So now in your practice, when you're working with your um, coaches, now is that, that's your primary uh, niche that you guys serve nowadays are coaches is that accurate? Coaches and consultants. Right. Um, are these people, are they um, seven-figure coaches and consultants? Are they just starting out? Do you have a niche within the niche? Actually, um, most of the time, they're, they're typically not at that seven-figure yet, but they're at the six-figure, and they're ready to, you know, take it to the next level, so to speak. So now... So, um, so that so they're they're not brand new. So they have an existing practice, and they're just kind of hit a plateau, or they're frustrated at the level they're at. Yep, yep. Now, what, and that doesn't mean that we haven't worked with you know new coaches, but 
Right. Um, sometimes it's a little hard for them to get their head around that that they really could write a book. Right. Now, what about, um, walk me through what it's like to be onboarded by your firm. Like, so I have this pain, I have a coaching career, but I'm frustrated by the ups and downs. It seems like it's feast or famine. I'm, I'm super busy, you know, one month, then a couple months later, I got nothing. And then it looks like, you know, I got to start from scratch again. And so I find uh, your website, solopreneursllc.com. And then I, uh, I call you guys up. What is it? What's that first conversation typically look like? Well, the first conversation is just getting to know the coach and their practice, know their area of expertise, and then looking at, you know, where, what are they currently doing marketing wise? And what do they, you know, what could be those next steps to, um, to improve and, and, you know, just get additional business in the door. Then once we once we've drilled that down and everybody agrees that that's the direction to take, then we'll help to develop that marketing strategy, um, and we can hand it over to the coach and they can implement it themselves. Um, but more likely, it'll be a combination of us and them um, implementing, you know, what we define as the the next steps for their business. If you're just now joining us, you are listening in to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program. To lock down your market and own your backyard, go to mybrxstudio.com. This is also, Lee, my favorite part of the program because I get to talk about me. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Miss Donna, I need a little help. I uh, am not out on the open market coaching. I am, however, sort of wearing that hat, I guess I would say, Lee, for the Business Radio X Network and trying to, to coach, counsel, guide, help our studio partners across the country continue to grow their business so they can help more people and make more money. And one of the things I would love to get a little bit of uh, help on, Donna, I'm operating under the impression that when you first begin a coaching relationship, the chemistry is important and the contracting is important. And, and what I mean by that is sort of this, the, the ground rules of how we're going to interact. Um, and I just, I wonder if you might have a, a system, a process, or just some advice on how to set things up properly in the very early going in a coaching relationship. Yeah, so that's, um, you know, as, as new coaches, they really want to be of service and typically don't put boundaries in place. So they'll end up spending a lot more time with clients than they're being compensated for. Mm. So I really encourage them to put in writing what the client can expect, you know, from the relationship, how, you know, how often they can reach out. How many emails are they going to, you know, answer? Um, can they just call them on a whim? And really think through all of those things because you certainly want to be of um, value, but if you don't have boundaries in place, you're not going to be able to expand your business because you're going to be sucked in by clients that don't um, that think that you're available anytime they choose. 
So it's really important to identify early on what your process is, you know, how, how much time do you spend on the phone with them or face to face, um, how you, you um, gently end the call um, so that, you know, just, just reminding the client five minutes before, you know, your session is over. Okay. We have five more minutes. Let's, you know, let's finish up today's call kind of thing. Um, so that, you put those boundaries in place and you can't be afraid to do that because it'll hurt your business in the long run if you don't. Well, thank you for that. And that is helpful for me because I do want to be there. I want to be accessible. I want to be helpful. And sometimes I feel like, okay, this call is going too long. You know, we've already talked about more stuff than they can really effectively work on and implement. And I, I just need to quit being, uh, worrying about that aspect of it. And I, I love what you just said is sort of give them a, a few minutes out. Hey, let's wrap this up. So I'm going to take that and use it. So thank you for that. Good. <laughs> Good. Now, Donna, I would imagine over the years, uh, this has been very rewarding work that you've made quite an impact on, on quite a few um, solopreneurs. It is um, extremely rewarding. Um, there's nothing better than to help somebody, um, you know, make a change that is a positive change for their life. Do you mind sharing? Uh, do you mind sharing a success story? Maybe somebody that was struggling. Yeah, no, don't name any names, but maybe kind of work through the scenario of saying this is where they were struggling, and then uh, we started working together, and then you were able to take them to a new level. Yeah, so um, I've had a couple clients. This, this scenario would fit a couple clients, well, more than a couple, a few clients that um, spend all of their time learning. Like they're attending, you know, every workshop and um, conference and doing all the learning because that makes them feel like they're um, they're moving, you know, ahead in their business. Um, so. But in reality, it's a way to procrastinate against actually putting yourself out there and getting, you know, exposure to clients. So um, it's easy to help somebody. I won't say easy. It's easy to help somebody see that that's what's going on in their business and help them to put strategies in place and commit to doing them on a regular basis that will actually help them bring in business. No, you can't be afraid to have a conversation with a potential client. You don't, you don't need to learn one more thing before you can put yourself out there. You really got to um, pull up your big girl panties and take action. <laughs> That's right. There's, uh, you got to at some point put yourself out there. You always tell me less talking, more doing. That's what right. he tells me. There you go. <laughs> that's my kind of guy. That's that's the way I feel. Let's just take action. Right. And not not perfect action. That's the other thing. They think about perfection. There's no such thing as perfection. Just do it and tweak it as you go along. Right. I, I think I tell this. My I have a 21 year old kid, and he wants to be a performer, and um, he wants to go out there, and he keeps stalling. And I'm like, look, you're gonna suck at the beginning. And you just got to power through the suck <laughs> and there's no shortcut. And it doesn't matter how great you are. 
the best people on the planet, when they look back at their first stuff, they think it sucks. So it just, that's just table stakes. Just get it out of the way as quickly as possible and move on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I, I have a, a 28-year-old son who, who really wants to do stand-up, but he won't take the risk because he doesn't think he's ready yet. Right. So how are you going to get ready if you don't get out there and do it? Exactly. So we're in the same boat. Right? We have the same kid, yeah. it sounds like. Uh, at some point, they got to get out there. There's no easy way to do that. I, I don't care how much Netflix specials you watch. Yeah, yeah, at some point, you're, it's got to be you up there. Um, exactly. So now for you, um, you're, you've been doing this for a while. You've really impacted a lot of people. Do you mind sharing? I know you got Stone got some free advice, but do you mind sharing for your your listeners some key actionable piece of advice that you would recommend to a new coach that uh, maybe can accelerate their learning curve a little bit? Yeah. So um, for most new coaches, their challenge is getting in front of enough people to actually make the sale. No, it's it's really with every business, it's a numbers game. So. You have to really get in front of enough people. Um, one of the strategies that can be um, like one of the most effective strategies is to do direct outreach on LinkedIn. So get Sales Navigator, pay that $80 a month, and identify that target market, the people you really want to work with, and then do, do direct outreach. Request that they connect with you and then send a thank you follow-up that is not really a, a direct sale, um, but provides some information about what you do. And maybe you do ask them if they'd like to jump on a you know, 10, 15 minute phone call. Um, and you do that daily. So if you spent 30 minutes a day doing direct outreach on LinkedIn, and then following up with the thank you for them, you know, connecting with you, you will, that's one of the fastest ways to get, um, get to have those conversations that you need to have. And you don't have to send out a hundred, right? Like just a little bit every day is going to do the trick. Exactly. Yep. If you just commit to 30 minutes, you send what you can in that 30 minutes, you know, as, as well as the thank you. And then tomorrow you do it again. Right, And you'll be surprised at how quickly you'll start getting people agreeing to have a conversation with you. As long as your follow-up message tells them what they will get out of the relationship. So not what you do. They don't care about that. They want to know what's the end result for them. So if it is, you know, we're going to remove the stress in your life or you're going to um, increase your clientele by two or three a month, whatever that end result is that, that the client can expect, that's what they want to hear. They right. don't yet care how you do it. Right. They care about the outcome, not the, exactly. how the sausage is made. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good stuff, Donna. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Um, if somebody wanted to learn more about your coaching or um, I believe you help in the publishing as well, can you share some coordinates? What's the best way of someone getting a hold of you? Yeah, so um, the website is soulpreneursllc.com and that is for coaching or direct marketing. 
And the publishing company is inspiredpresspublisher.com. And they can learn about, you know, our uh, publishing offers there. And that, that's a turnkey the service, right? Or it's as little or as much as you correct. need, right? Yep, exactly. Well, thank you again, Donna, for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. 